I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Matt, you're really out of practice. You forgot the show open. I'm not sure what's going on over there at Farmington, but... When eventually we can see you um, in person, we'll give you a hard time. But this is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We have one line open for you guys. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And before we get to your calls, I want to do a quick public service for all you Mac users out there. Um, there's a big... Uh, security hole that needs to be patched right away. Um, install Mac OS 11.3 immediately if you're an enterprise user running fleets of Mac because you could be compromised through websites, through poison search engine results, which, which criminals create web pages to content tailored to appear in the results of common queries by fake app installers or updates. When exploited, this vulnerability on your Mac, yes, sorry guys, uh, will allow unapproved software to run and can enable attackers to access your personal data. I know, guys. I know. Macs don't get viruses. What makes this threat more serious is that none, none of Mac's defensive tools, including Gatekeeper, Notarization, or File Quarantine, um, stops it. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> As was fam famously said by... Who was it? Was Bruce Willis? But who was it? John McClane. Um, the most interesting thing about this malware is that the author has taken an old version of it and modified it just slightly to allow it to bypass all the security features on a Mac OS. So update your your Mac, guys. Uh, you have a security hole similar similar to uh, to a Microsoft hole. Welcome to the party, pal. We'll put a link up there on that. You can read it for yourself. All right, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Michael in West Hartford first. What's going on, Michael? I just wanted to ask your opinion. Sure. Of um, you're complaining about the uh, Microsoft um, software updates. Yes. Do you think that they test them more thoroughly on the Microsoft Surface Pro hardware? No. I can tell you that for a fact. I can tell you for a fact because uh, we had uh, articles uh, in the early part of the year that showed how Surface Pros were massively impacted by updates uh, to Windows 10. You would think their flagship hardware uh, would not have that issue. You would think, but no. Um, I was hoping. Yes, no, I know you would be. I mean, it's logical, but it would seem that there's a couple of teams that work at Microsoft. You've got the team that works on Surface. You've got the team that works on operating systems, the team that works on ex Exchange. None of them are the A team. They're like the B-minus team. And uh, I'll, I'll find that article for you, and you can see 
how the surface was impacted by the update and they actually they actually stopped the updates from occurring to the surface because of the damage it did to the hardware i don't think so they were able to stop the damage earlier on that particular hardware well, they blocked the update on that particular hardware because of the damage that was caused. So it was it was happening, and then Microsoft says, "Oops, we should probably not let our surfaces get updated with this latest operating system, but we'll let everybody else update. That's okay." <laughs> so that is an advantage. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess after they discover the problem. Yeah, right. They really should have discovered it first. Not updated any of our machines and said, we'll fix this before we release this. I don't think these teams are talking to each other, by the way. I don't know. I don't know. But, no, I would say, that, sadly, Michael, I'll give you examples, and I'll find those articles for you. Uh, nope. Uh, not the case. All right. I'll look on your website later. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Bye. Yeah, bye. I really wish it was the case. You know, you would just think. you just think. I think they fired their beta teams. Beta testing teams. No, they're just using the rest of us. They're just using all of us as their beta testers. Um, all right, let's go on to Rich in Glastonbury next. What's going on, Rich? Guys, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a general question. I'll give you a little bit of background first. On my um, iPad and iPhone and laptop, um, the laptop is a Dell. What I could do is I could pull up my, a my email from AOL on all three of those devices, it works fine. Mm -hmm. Now, what I've done on my desktop, I had the um, hard drive was wiped, and I have the Windows 10 Home Edition, McAfee, and uh, Microsoft 365. And I haven't um, plugged in the desktop yet, but the general question I have, I want to be able to um, pull up the email from all four devices. Yeah. And do you have any general recommendations before I uh, plug in the desktop? You know, I always like to check things before I do it because sometimes with computers, things don't work the way they should all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's crazy. Um, so basically, you're setting up a, you're setting up a mailbox uh, or a mail client, as I like to say, on these devices to receive your mail. Well, actually, it's already set up on the... Um, the iPhone, right. the iPad, and the laptop. Yep. And I could pull up the email from any one of those. It works fine. Right. But now what I want to do is I want to be able to do it on the desktop. You can do that. Okay. So you can set up the Outlook program on the desktop Okay. and configure your AOL. No, no, I, I don't have Outlook. I just have the regular AOL. Okay. Well, yeah, and you can just, if, if there's a, you could use the built-in, what version of uh, Microsoft? Is it Windows 10? Uh, Windows 10 Home Edition, yep. and the um, they're both Dell products, and they have the i5 in them. There is a Microsoft Mail okay. that you can use. Um, you can configure that that to receive your email on that device, or you can just use the browser because AOL, I think, still is a. I can't believe you're using AOL, Rich. Well, you know, you know, I use it because I've had them for 20 years. I know, and I have hundreds of folders and and um, files in there. Okay. That email address is out to probably, you know, hundreds of people and companies. All right. And you pay for it? Yeah, I do. And it's okay. expensive. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you have to configure the Microsoft Mail and or just use a browser to get to your AOL account. So okay. there shouldn't be any issue there. Is it an IMAP AOL account or is it a POP AOL account? Do you know? Pop, um, when you read it on your iPhone, does it show as red on your iPad? 
Uh, no, it's it's in a folder, yeah. and, and what comes up on, on on the iPad and the iPhone, the home screen comes up, and there's a lot of icons, yeah. and one of the icons is AOL, and I click on that. I have about five AOL email addresses that right. I could pick whatever one I want. Okay, so you're using an AOL app. Yes. I see, I see. Okay, so it doesn't really matter because you're using the app. Um, so in this case, though, when you go on a Windows machine, um, you have to see if there's a Windows app for AOL, which I doubt there is, but there might be. Okay. If there is, go ahead and try to load that. Uh, otherwise, you're going to use the browser-based interface. I think would be the easiest way for you to do it. Okay, because they do have it on the laptop. I could pull up the um, AOL on that. Which is... yeah, There's an app on that? Uh, yes. Well, yeah, then you're good to go. Yeah, okay. it should work the same way. Okay, so just do the same thing on the desktop. And when I switch the uh, printer from the laptop to the desktop, mm-hmm. I just go through the normal sequence of setting up the printer. It's a, it's a hardwired printer? Yeah, it should just, there's two ways it'll happen. You can just add an attached device. When you plug the, the uh, printer in, okay. uh, you're going to add a network, not a network, but a local printer, and it should see it, and then can, it should download the drivers. It okay. should. Okay. I'll put it in air quotes. Okay. There is there okay. is an AOL app for for Windows for Windows yeah, 10, yeah. yeah from the App Store. I can't believe AOL is out there. I'm glad you're having success with it, Rich. That's great. Well, you know, like I said, I used them so long, and it's difficult to change. But but I do have other email accounts. I have Gmail also. Sure. Uh, but I'm going to have to make the switch eventually. But but you know how you put things off, and before you know it, years go by. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, Rich. All right. Well, thank you for your help, and you both have a good day. You too, sir. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Thanks. So we'll put some links up there for you guys on, on using AOL. And uh, let's – all right, we'll take a quick break here, get kind of in, in line here. It's, we're a little out of, out of our practice. We'll take a quick break, get back to more of your calls. Tom and Howard, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. <laughs> Trying to get back into the swing of things. We were gone for a couple of weeks. I was down in lovely Florida and uh, on vacation. And good to be back with you guys. Feel free to get online. And now that I'm fully vaccinated, I'm ready to go bar hopping. I hear we get, all, you get to go drink uh, for getting a shot, man, huh? Yeah. You get a frosty. Get a for... shot and a shot. <laughs> man. Cool what, frosty. What could go wrong? Go bar hot. That just sounds so wrong to be, to be offering that. But of all the things to incentivize folks to get your shot. I think I've outgrown that bar hopping deal. I never even was part of it. Um, but uh, I just think it's kind of crazy. But here we are in Connecticut. You know, Maybe it's normal for us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but let's get back to your calls. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get out there and get your vaccination, please. You don't need to get a drink to do it. Um, let's go to uh, Tom in Torrington. What's going on, Tom? Hey, guys. Uh, great service you provide to us. Thanks. Less knowledgeable uh, computer enthusiast. And thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. I, I've had a number of problems recently. I believe it was either a virus or it was a Windows update. Yeah. Uh, I had crazy noises in my sound. Uh, my mouse would go away. I tried everything. I tried three uh, antivirus programs. They said it was no virus. I ended up getting a new hard drive, bigger SSD than I had. I bought my own copy of Windows because mine was a 7 update. 
online, and the problem is gone. All right. Uh, But my issue right now is I have also have a a D drive, and when I go to my file explorer, uh, the local disk D, you select it, and uh, it says that it is unavailable. Oh, boy. Then if you go down further... You go down further, it lists local disk C, then it lists local disk E, D, twice. It it lists E, D, E, and then D? It says it's got C, then underneath C, local disk D, D, double D. And then it also repeats the same thing below that, local disk double D. Never seen Double D. Uh, you guys love to give us the weird ones. I think this is a bias issue. When you installed the solid state drive, yeah. the bias is going to ask you what you want to, how you want to uh, letter the other drives in the system. Yeah. I've never seen a designation of DD. I mean, there's all sorts of jokes I could make, but they'd be inappropriate. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it did have. An SSD before the D drive is a regular plate plate drive. It's not an SSD. We call them spinny. Yeah. Okay. Spinny. <laughs> a little spinny drive. So a designation of a drive letter of DD, Bob. Have you ever seen a drive designation of DD? No, I never have. Okay. So I'm not alone, um, and I can't even find a, a path on that. So I'm I'm thinking you need to go into your your bias, your your system bias, Tom. Do you know how to do that? Yes. Oh, okay. Bob already has an answer, maybe. Well, no, I have a different suggestion. Oh, okay. Let's go with Bob's suggestion first. No, okay. you're welcome. Your suggestion is just as good. Go for it. So what I would do first is I would open up computer management. Yeah. So if you don't have a this PC icon on top, you can open File Explorer and right-click on your computer and choose Manage and go down to Disk Management. And under disk management, you will see all the hard drives that your system sees and the drive letters that are assigned to it. That was computer management? No, yes, computer management. Or disk management. Well, under computer management, you know, it'll say uh, system tools, and down below that it says storage and then disk management. So that's what you want to get to, yes, disk management, Tom. Now, can he change the drive letter from within disk management? Yes. Okay. So there uh, you go, Tom. Device manager. Device manager is the devices, but you want to go down lower than that under storage. Disk management. Oh, disk management. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Now, before you do this too, Tom, were you able to... Nothing is coming up. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> What, you doubt us, Tom? Come on. Uh, were you able to navigate on the DD when you actually got to the the drive letter that, that showed double D twice? Yeah, no, I couldn't navigate on either one of them. My question is, I want to make it just local disk D and right. get rid of the duplication. I agree. I'm just curious if you actually could see data, and you could. Yeah, no, I could. I could. All right. Now, you got to be careful in here. So. Which, when you're starting to mess with drive letters and fat tables and all sorts of things inside your drive manager, you can make things worse. 
You can break yep. things. So before you do anything Bob's going to tell you to do as far as changing this drive letter name designation, back up your data if you, unless you've already got it backed up. Is it backed up, Tom? Yes, it is. All right. So make sure we told you know we told you to be careful here because if you inadvertently blow away the partition or blow away the drive, it could be blown away permanently. I think that might be what I already did. Ah, okay. So now, so this is a great symptom of an end user not telling us the full truth. <laughs> I'm saying I think it might be. I, know. I am not a hundred percent sure. And I'm not accusing you of anything, Tom. I'm not accusing you, but it is kind of a, a, funny in our business. It'd be like going to the doctor, not telling him that you ingested something poisonous and saying, hey, doc, I don't feel so good. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I so, hear you. So you, you know, now you're looking at this issue where you could have messed around with this already and caused some problems for yourself. So, Bob, where would he change the drive letter in Drive Manager? Well, if you go down there, you'll see the different um, drives that's on your device. Now, mine only has one. Right. But, you know, you can right-click on it, and yeah. one of the options is change drive letter and paths. There you go. So... You know, there's a lot of things you can do, and I don't recommend that you change anything unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, or have a backup. <laughs> so you're going to be able to change that letter and path. Now, if that doesn't work, or even before you do this, you may want to go into the BIOS and just see what your drive letter designations are set up on your physical hardware. Because um, you can actually see the drive letters within the boot sec the boot uh, options within your BIOS, too, just to see at the low level. That's before the operating system boots. Um, it yeah. might have chosen a different letter for the device because you put this new hard drive in there. So, you know, it's it, be careful. Um, you can make things worse, um, but you've got a backup. So I guess the worst thing is you have to restore your backup to a fresh partition because you blew it away by accident. Okay. Okay. But DD um, I've never seen in my entire life of uh, geekdom. Um, on a computer, I've never seen a designation of, of uh, double D twice. Yeah, and it was twice for you. It's two double D. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on this change drive letter or path. All right. I see a single D. I selected it, assigned the following drive letter D. And what do I got to put the path in? No. You can just uh, select it and leave it like that. Now, the other okay. thing, too, is. Yeah, under that, it'll tell you if your uh, if your drive is healthy or not. So you know, uh, it says healthy, active, okay. primary partition. There you go. Okay, primary. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it can be primary. It'd be primary of a secondary drive. Yes, yeah. that's true. Uh, but when I try to change the letter, I can't get nothing to do with it. The only button that works is cancel. All right, change it to something other than D. So you could change it to the an E drive. That's still See, a local drive. That means that D is uh, being used somewhere else. Right. So choose E. I choose Q, and it's okay. Oh, okay. Q, you went a little crazy uh, on me. All right. <laughs> well, I just went down the road because I got <laughs> a couple. Uh, All right. Okay, I changed it to that. All right. Now, if you go to your folder in Explorer, do you see now a Q drive or do you see double D, double D, Q? Uh, it's just saying some programs rely on drive letters and might not run. Ah, they, they, that's true, right? You it's, could have. It's warning you that if there's something that, that maps to that drive that you just changed. Okay. I did it, and it says local disk D, Q. 
So the issue is that the D letter is already there, and you're adding a second designation. So I, get rid of the Q altogether, and, and or the D. Yeah, I think you've you've mapped the drive letter to a folder. Ah, that could be. We're not sure what you did, Tom, but you screwed it up good. I guess so. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to tell you to get rid of both of that. So in this case, instead of changing it to Q, just remove that altogether. I'll bet you, you remove the whole drive. No, the, remove that Q from where you place the letter Q because now it's DQ, and it has nothing to do with ice cream. I'll bet you have a folder on your drive that named D. Q. Okay, we got it. Somehow I hit something, and it says local disc D. D. Okay, well, you're welcome. Very good. But now <laughs> my only other question is, now when I go to five, uh, if, if it says D, I would tell you, Tom, to quit while you're ahead and shut off the computer and go outside. <laughs> 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 Up above in the the file explorer, it says local disk D, and nice. I click on that, and it says it's not, it's unavailable. If I go down the line to where C is, there is no D underneath it, like it just had two of them. Uh-oh. This is our worry. Reboot the machine, Tom, and start over to see if D comes back. Okay. All right, and see if it, after you make your change, it comes back. All right, we're coming okay. up against the hard break. i got to let you go. Very good. You go. Thank you very much for your input, and uh, have a great weekend. Go on to the next guy. All right, Bye-bye. sir. Bye-bye. We're going to be right back after this break. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. I want to thank you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. And we are broadcasting live over on Facebook. If you still use Facebook after you've watched The Social Dilemma, I can't imagine you still are using it. But if it's there, if you are, if you are still on Facebook, uh, you can follow us over at WTIC's Facebook page. Did you watch Social Dilemma? I did. And after watching that, when it comes to being on, you know, on the Internet, period, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back to the caveman. I know. And, and Chuck all uh, technology out the window. <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy, creepy. All right, let's get to your calls and see if we can help you out. Let's go to Howard in Wallingford first. What's going on, Howard? Howard. Uh, hi, Howard. I mean, hi, Howard. You're Howard. Eric. I'm still chuckling, see how that still chuckling about still chuckling about uh, King Ned there and his cool frosty. Oh my gosh, <laughs> bar hopping with your vaccine card. Whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just seems so wrong. Um, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> what can I say? I'm I'm fully vaxxed, so uh, I don't yeah. wear a mask. I'm I'm happy. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a Windows Seven machine that I've had for about five years now. Yeah. And uh, the hard drive looked like it was uh, slowly, you know, getting showing its age. So I went out and bought a new uh, hard drive. Yeah. A WD Black, and um, I took your recommendation and downloaded the uh, Ease US software. Yeah, for backup. Uh, for clone to clone the drive. Yep. Yep. Okay, and uh, I cloned it, mm-hmm. and um, it seemed to come out okay, except that the drive is not recognized uh, 
in the boot menu, so I can boot from it. Oh, okay. So is it a C drive? Is the is it part of the? Is it in order as a C drive, or is it sitting in a, a different spot on the no, uh, BIOS? No, it's, it's, uh, the the original drive is a C, and it came up as an E. And it came up as an E. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't boot from an E drive. You have to, well, you can tell the system to boot from an E drive. I shouldn't say it so. In the old days, you couldn't do that. But nowadays, you can tell the BIOS to boot from whatever drive you want. Um, but you gotta tell you got to tell the BIOS that you now want to boot from this new drive. Yeah, you got to make it the, the uh, default. The default drive. boot. So if your old one's still in there, which I assume it is, right? Right. The system's booting off of it, so t you either Correct. have to tell the BIOS, hey, I want you to boot off of the WD Black and not the whatever old drive you had there. It might be well, how do how do I do that? Because I don't see the, the new drive in the uh, in the BIOS in the menu. You, so you, when you boot up, you get to your, your, your motherboard BIOS, and you don't see the drive even existing as a drive well, letter? How did you connect it? No, right now I, I have the properties of both. Right now, of the C and the E on my uh, my my monitor right now. Okay, that's the operating system, though. That's under your Windows operating system, right, Howard? Correct. Okay, that's not where we need to go. So we're talking about bias. We're talking about the software that's on the motherboard that is kind of like the personality of the computer. Your the the bias is like the thing that says, "Oh, I've got a." I've got a couple of hard drives. I've got a DVD player. It's like it's like the basic understanding of the machine. Basic input output system. Right, and it needs to know which which drive you'd like to use to boot before right. before it tell before you bring up the operating system. And since you clone the drive, you know all that is the operating system is going to be on and ready to rock and roll. But you just got to tell the bias which is your boot drive. And so when you boot up a computer, you usually hit what it depends. Depends on the machine, but delete could be F one or could be delete. Mine's an F two. Okay, F two, yeah. So now, get in there. The other thing you could do is shut it down, and you know, unplug it, ground yourself, disconnect the first C drive, so it yeah. only has the clone drive to boot from. Physically disconnected. That will force the issue. Oh, uh, you know, actually, that was something that I. I think I thought about laying in bed a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I do my best thinking in bed. Yep. But, I ne but I never did. But uh, yeah, so basically, just remove the uh, remove the power, so the uh, the C drive won't you know spin up. Yeah, exactly. So you'll force the new clone drive to be your boot drive, and if you did everything correctly, it should work. Yeah, and and you can leave the old drive in there disconnected. Uh, no big deal. Well, you make sure that it boots up as it, and shows up as C. Well, not. yeah, so the new drive boots up. Then yeah. You could now, so well, it might, boot up, it might boot up as a different... Do I have to disconnect it from the motherboard or just remove the power from the old drive? I would just disconnect the power. Because you know, okay. it won't see it if there's no power to it. But the other thing, too, is if it shows up as a different drive letter, just change it back to C. Right, and, uh, within the BIOS. Okay, now within the bias itself, how do you change the uh, the drive letter? It should show up as a device um, in the bias choices, and you well, can. You, it depends on who made the. Yeah, that's true. Who who the computer manufacturer? If it was American Megatrends, <laughs> <laughs> everyone is different. I know. So. Yeah, so yeah. there's different. You have to look at your bias uh, manuf uh, software manufacturer and see 
what you have to do to, to make those those changes. I think it's going to auto-detect and change it to the drive letter of C because you've removed the other C. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was uh, hoping would happen. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and try that. Just one thing right now. I'm looking at the um, at the properties of both the C and, and the new, the E, and I noticed something while I was waiting to talk to you guys. Uh, looking at the um, the little icon there of the hard drive, I see the, the Windows flag on the old drive, but not on the new drive. On the new... Um, right, on the clone drive. Yeah. So, so just because you've cloned it doesn't necessarily made doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you made it bootable. That's true, right? So right. you have a clone of the drive, but it may not be boot ready. Or that little does that little flag mean that that was the boot drive? And it may not have been activated. Also, the operating system. Well, you got to activate the uh, new drive so that it can see it and you know uh, see it as the as the new boot drive. Try disconnecting the old one and see if that works. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that right now. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, after 11 o'clock, go have a cold frosty. I'll go get a <laughs> Have card, we'll travel. <laughs> yeah, you guys are great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Howard. Okay. Bye now. You know, you guys calling are great. Otherwise, we'd be talking about our kids. So, you know, we're happy you guys are chiming in and, and chatting with us. Um, we've got Anthony in New Britain who wants to talk about a previous caller question. What's going on, Anthony? Well, um, I'm one of those dinosaurs that still uses AOL for email. Okay. In fact, I may even be more of a dinosaur than him. I've been with AOL for so long that my email is my first initial and my last name with no numbers behind it. Oh wow! You're you're definitely an early adopter. You're you're yeah. all, you're part of the Tom Hanks movie. You know you've got mail. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, the reason that I'm calling is I had the same issue that he described, um, only on the laptop, and um, I finally I got to the point where I just couldn't use the uh, Windows um, email client anymore at all for my um, AOL. Huh. Every time I try to add AOL, um, I got a, a notification that um, I had the wrong password, and I knew I didn't have the wrong password. Okay. Um, so, anyway, after many calls to AOL browbeating them, I learned that recently they made a change. Uh-huh. Whenever you have to add AOL to the um, email client on Windows, now you need a password that has nothing to do with your account, but that is generated specifically for that for that um, purpose. Interesting. Okay. And they directed me how to find that. I don't remember how I did it now. That's okay. We can try to see if Mike out there can find that information as far as that secondary password. But if he calls AOL um, technical support, mm-hmm. and you sort of have to cajole them because <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do with them anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so that's the deal. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll try to find that. And just for his information, I do not pay for my AOL email. Uh-oh, that's probably I why you had to control them. I went with the free. I went with the free thing, and uh, and it works fine. You know. Okay. Yep. I mean, I see no no reason to pay them five dollars a month or whatever it is by now. 
sure. by now just to use the email. Yep. But anyway, yep. so for your information for future dinosaurs that might call, yep. that's the answer. I appreciate it, Anthony. We'll try to find a, a link to that, and uh, we do appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Yep, have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. So, yeah, great, great information from Anthony. The only, the only issue with free email is that you're, is you're, A, you're the commodity, so you got to ask yourself, why do they give it to you for free? Might they be reading your mail? Hmm, I don't know. I would contend they might be. And number two, if you're not paying for it and your mailbox goes away and you've got all your systems and bank accounts and all sorts of things connected to an AOL box that went bye-bye, what are you going to do? Especially if that's your two-factor authentication. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? So I would strongly recommend considering a more professional mail system um, for your email these days, uh, something like that, or that you pay for, something like Proton, Proton Mail, which is fully encrypted and is out of Switzerland. Um, doesn't get much more secure than that, and only costs you four bucks a month. Um, you know his point about you know why would you pay? Because a lot of our our lives are connected to email, and you need you need to use it in order to get things done. So uh, that's why we're going to step out for a quick break and get back to uh, your calls, Henry and Chris. Hang on, this is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till eleven o'clock, and then Doctor Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. Let's get right to uh, your calls, and we're going to go to Henry in Hartford next. What's going on, Henry? Hi. Hi. Uh, when I'm using my email, sometimes it freezes up. In other words, I can't scroll and I can't open the emails. Are you using your emails on a browser or a mail client? How do you read your emails? Desktop. On your desktop, sure. But do you bring up a program to read your emails? Do you go and surf the internet to uh, using the Beach Ball, like Chrome? How do you get Chrome. to your email? Use Chrome, okay. Chrome. So you're using Chrome, and Chrome freezes? Yeah, when I'm using it, the screen freezes, yeah. And then you can can you shrink Chrome and do other things, or is everything No, I can't frozen? do anything. And then I have to shut it off with the on-off switch and then turn it back on after oh. five minutes. Okay, you get a hard freeze on your machine. Right. So this would probably occur no matter what you're doing. Probably. <laughs> How old's your computer, Henry? A year. Only a year old? Yeah. Where'd you get it? Uh, Best Buy. You may want to give them a ring because you may have a warranty issue here. You could have an issue with overheating. You could have an issue with RAM. You could have an issue with processor. There's something physically wrong with your machine freezing like that. Solid. Huh. Um. It happens to be when you're reading email, but I suspect that's probably a primary thing you do with your system, correct? Wow. Well, it's actually a year and two months. Of course. Well, that stinks. Um, You could see if they'll take a look at it for you because, again, I think you have a physical issue with it. RAM, um, you might need updates, service packs, but physically hard freezing like that is a bad symptom. It's a symptom of a hardware failure. So I would bring it into to a shop to have them look at it for you, and I would bring it to Best Buy. I think they have a desk that could look at it for you. Wow. Yeah, nothing I can magically tell you to do to stop that from occurring, unless Bob has an idea that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, it's pretty much take it to the Geek Squad. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, they, I turn it on and off, and then it goes away. For, for how long? A couple hours. And then it hard locks again on you? Right. Yeah, so, again, overheating, RAM issue, something physically wrong with your computer. You shouldn't oh. do that every two hours. Wow. I'm sorry. 
Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry to give you that news, but that's that's what happened. I mean, you're making me feel bad. But yeah. it is it is what it is. Um something's wrong with your system. Huh. All right. Well, thanks for your service to the state. Yeah, you, my my pleasure and good luck. Let us know what turn what happens when you bring it to somebody to take a peek at it physically. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Unfortunately, that's the case. When your system is locked up like that physically, it's a RAM issue, processor issue, and it's so young, uh, you know, you got to have it taken care of. So I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. Uh, it was great to be back in the state. I was here for a week so far, but uh, great to be back in the freezing cold Connecticut. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Uh, I want to thank Matt over there in Farmington for producing remotely. Eventually, Matt will see you. Uh, in person someday, I hope. And I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live over on ComputerTalkWithTab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And uh, stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.